This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. South Dakota is expanding pheasant hunting's horizons and giving sportswomen a greater voice in the field. The connection to nature, the adrenaline of the hunt, the satisfaction of eating the game you bag. Hunting is our shared legacy. Everyone is welcome to enjoy it. Go to huntthegreatestsd.com to hear stories from women who hunt and learn what makes South Dakota the world's pheasant capital. That's huntthegreatestsd.com. South Dakota, sportswomen welcome. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, everybody. This is your host of Woods and Waters Project Podcast, Stephanie Lane, and I am so excited to just give you an update of what's happened and what's coming as we go into 2022. If you follow along with me on social media, you know we just did our first Woods and Waters Project giveaway, and I gave away two $100 National Park Pass gift cards to two lucky winners. Uh, thank you everyone for participating and following along. I'm really excited to hear about our winners and how they use those passes, whether they gift them or they go on an adventure. I hope that they personally go on an adventure and we can hear about it and talk about it later on in the season. Here's hoping, or into next year. But... I'm sure we'll do another giveaway here in the near future, so stay tuned for that. But I want to get into what I've been up to the last couple of weeks, uh, what's going on with Outdoor Mentors, a recent podcast, and a recent childhood dream that came true for me, which might sound so silly, but for me was a really, really big deal. Thank you so much for being here, and I'm going to get into the episode. Here we go. First order of business. I want to update you all with what's going on with Outdoor Mentors. 
So if you're not familiar with Pass It On Outdoor Mentors, that is my job that I do remotely. I am the first Iowa, like boots on the ground, Iowa employee for Outdoor Mentors. We're based out of Kansas. Um, and we have an awesome team of people, Mike, Eric, and Brittany, and they took a chance on me and I'm helping grow Outdoor Mentors here in Iowa. So I'm the Iowa Program Coordinator. What my role really entails is planning hunts for youth and trap teams across the state. So we work with high school and collegiate trap teams. And in Iowa, we have over 4,200 kids out for trap right now. And why we focus so much on the trap teams is these kids typically have hunter safety. They know how to use a gun. They're, they're safer than most adults, really. So the natural transition that makes a lot of sense is to take them hunting. Like, they're, they're ready to go in a lot of ways. So I think it's really exciting to be able to make that next step possible. But I can't do it by myself. I find the land, the mentors, and the kiddos, right? And land for anyone in every state can be pretty tricky. Um, we utilize private land, public land, special access areas, whatever we can to get these kids in a great place that they're safe and have a good chance at harvesting whatever animal they're after. So I can't do that on my own. We partner with groups like Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited, National Wild Turkey Federation, and those folks, a part of those chapters, have been vital in, in making this stuff happen. But we work with a lot of individuals as well. And so far this year, it's been about 50-50, working with individuals versus organizations. And I'm just so grateful for the folks that have been on board and making this possible. In Iowa, we've had multiple goose hunts now. We have multiple squirrel hunts, raccoon hunts, a rabbit hunt uh, that's about to be on the calendar. We've had lots of pheasant hunts, a duck hunt, a duck class. Uh, we've had a little bit of everything. We have plans for dove hunts and turkey hunts coming up, fishing coming up, and all to get youth and trap teams in the state of Iowa out hunting and fishing and spending times outdoors with really great mentors. We vet our mentors out. They go through a background process and we partner with the DNR to check those folks for any game violations, all of that. So we're putting our kids with good people um, who know what they're doing and we need more mentors. We need more people willing uh, to get those kids out there. We keep the ratio of mentor to kids pretty safe. So that way we're not overwhelming one person with too many kids. So we, so we need a lot of mentors to get a lot of kids out there. And you can find a link to sign up as a mentor on our website, outdoormentors.org. Whether you're in Kansas or Iowa, uh, we have a link there for everybody. So check that out. It's kind of a long game here that we're playing. We want to get hundreds of hunts on the calendar. And I think that's really possible with the amazing people we have in the state, with the public land that we have in the state, private land that we have in the state, if people are willing. Um, the amount of kids we have out for trap, like I said, we have over 4,200 kids. That's both high school and collegiate out for trap shooting. And it's growing like crazy in the state of Iowa. So let's get them out there. I need your help. Absolutely. But a couple store stories I wanted to talk about was uh, Jacob and I took a couple kiddos coon hunting for the first time. 
And like the things that I pay attention to and that make me all giddy might be different than what other people pay attention to. So depending on how you tell, you know, hear, who you hear the story from it might be a little different. But, you know, one of my favorite memories of that hunt is in the very beginning, right when we go out, it's dark, you hear this horrible, what sounds like a woman screaming, followed up by like a, Whoa! sorry about that, it sounds horrible. But uh, it was a screech owl. And for those who've never heard a screech owl, and you usually aren't going to hear them unless it's night, it, it sounds terrifying. It sounds like someone in the distance is being attacked, a woman's being attacked or something, but it's actually a screech owl. And hearing uh, the kiddos and their dad hear that for the first time, like, and being able to explain that to them, they're like, wow, I had no idea. Like, stuff like that is amazing to me. Like, the things that you would never hear, see, or experience if you didn't go out hunting, um, especially coon hunting at night, is wild. And I and I, I wonder sometimes if other hunters think about it that way. I, I think they do from the folks that I've gotten to know. But also, like thinking about sharing those experiences with people because at the end of the day we didn't end up shooting a raccoon and I don't know if that mattered <laughs> the kids got to see snitches get stitches do her thing out in the woods uh, that's our coon dog and got to hear and see things they never do walk around at night like I really think they enjoyed it a lot um, and that's like everything to me one of the other hunts that I helped mentor was one of our goose hunts um, we had three three boys that um, I think one had waterfowl hunted quite a bit. Uh, one had duck hunted and the other one really hadn't waterfowl hunted at all. And one, the kid that didn't really waterfowl hunt at all got two of the three geese that we ended up getting, you know, and he was almost kind of shy about it that he hadn't hunted before, but I was like so pumped for him and so just like in awe of you know, how good of a shot he was, how much he enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully he goes again and realizes that he can do this. Like, I, I really hope so. Um, it just, it's just amazing to me, like the experiences I've had, some of the emails and messages I've gotten from parents who their kids come back from these hunts. Uh, one recently was a dad whose two daughters went out pheasant hunting and one of his daughters got her first ever pheasant and he was just incredibly grateful and they had a great time um you know as someone who grew up doing that like those memories are some of the best parts of my childhood and my growing up for sure uh, they're very vivid i don't have the best memory and those types of things are like very vivid in my mind even as an adult today and i like to imagine that's the same for a lot of people out there so this is really important work we're doing and where it's different than just putting together a youth hunt uh, is I'm, I'm doing a lot of the legwork for people. So I'm connecting different groups, uh, different mentors, different landowners that may not have ever thought to connect before uh, in partnership with these great organizations and the Iowa DNR. I can uh, get information and get in contact with people others may not always have access to really quickly. So I definitely do a lot of the legwork, but I cannot do this without these amazing mentors and teams and landowners. Like I just, I just can't. So I want to spread the message out there that we're trying to do some big things here in Iowa, get as many kiddos out hunting as we can in a safe way and give them a heck of an experience. Because even if you're a parent out there, maybe, or you know a parent out there whose kiddo wants to do it, but maybe the parent doesn't know much or isn't 
so sure about it, um, have them reach out to me, have them come along. Uh, I know how just from teaching adults myself and then putting these youth events together, how intimidating this all can be and seem like a big barrier financially, land wise, just information wise. But people need to remember, you don't need to show up knowing everything. You're never going to know everything. And to be a great outdoorsman, a great woodsman, great angler, whatever it is that you like thrive to be, you have to be patient and willing to just continue to go out there over and over again and learn every single time. And that goes for the kiddo or the parent. And so just like keep an open mind um, and, and come along, ask questions, encourage it. Uh, this, this kind of stuff can be really life changing and life altering for people. Um, you know, these are really special moments that they'll have outdoors or with you, um, or doing something they never thought they could do, seeing things they never thought they could see. I myself just went goose hunting yesterday and I live in Iowa. And for those, you know, who know or don't know, I, where we are is not like this duck hunting, um, haven or you know uh metropolis or anything like that but i saw lines and lines of ducks like hundreds and hundreds of ducks flying over going to a feed yesterday um and intermixed with all the ducks were uh canada geese all over the place and there was a couple speckle belly geese that had flown in with and i had never seen anything so amazing it was sunset it was beyond shooting time. We couldn't shoot anything. We could just stand there and watch. And I was like, as corny as it sounds, I was almost like emotional, almost misty eyed because I had never seen something so incredible in the state that I've been hunting in my entire life. It was beautiful. And I, I didn't, I honestly didn't even care that I wasn't pulling the trigger. I just was in awe. Um, I, I love waterfowl. I love watching them. I love learning about their migration patterns, their feeding patterns, what, what, what they're saying to each other. Um, I'm kind of obsessed. And a good friend of ours has been working with me uh, just recently. I just kind of started learning to use a speckle belly call. Um, you know, before the hunt, I'm practicing that finally broke the call over, kind of got a sound I was looking for. It still kind of sounds like a seagull. But just the, the memory of before the hunt, working on my calling, hunting, getting a couple geese, watching the sunset, and watching hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ducks and geese flying overhead, making all the sounds, all, I mean, some of them so close, just watching them fly over my head, I, I was in awe. And um, I, I love that stuff. I live for that stuff. I love the sound. I, I, I love everything about it. And I can't be the only one. And hunting in the outdoors has impacted my life really is kind of a, um, a northern star for my life. If, if, if the outdoors isn't a part of usually most things I'm doing, it, it doesn't really fit. And um, I know not everyone's like that. Maybe not everyone's to that extreme, but there are a lot of humans out there that this gives them a purpose, a focus, something to escape to. And I'm telling you right now, there's a hundred, hundreds of kids out there who need this and don't maybe know they need it. And your help could be life changing. It might not seem like it up front. The kid might be quiet, hardly say a thing during the hunt, not sure what to do, not what to say, um, might not even say thank you. 
They might not even say thank you. I don't know. I hope they do. We encourage them to do that, but they might not. But the but what you've done, big picture, makes a huge impact. It makes a huge ripple effect. And don't let anyone tell you different and don't think any different. Because it does. It it totally makes a huge difference in our world and their world especially. So if you're thinking about getting some kids out hunting, want some help, have questions, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me. Um well, my, my information's on outdoormentors.org, but it's slane at outdoormentors.com. Um, yes, please, please reach out. Recent event that I went to, because as much as I put events together, I also like to go to them. So I just went to a wilderness trapping event. So that's wild herness. Uh, This group of women is absolutely incredible. I've kind of been following along on their journey for a while. They've been a guest on multiple podcasts that I listened to, which is how I originally um, found out about them and seeing that they put together different events and workshops for women, mostly it seems like in the Midwest, um, to learn different skills and have a community, which is like what I'm all about. So when they had a trapping event, I had to go and I was all about it and I'm so glad that I did. I never regret going to events like this, but um, the girls were just incredible. The teachers that they had were incredible and I learned so much. I've been kind of learning to trap the last couple years. Um, Trapping is one of those things, kind of like coon hunting, I never thought I would do. Uh, but I actually have a much better understanding and respect for it and a different perspective than I ever had. Um, and I really think that comes down just the way that I was taught and it was a, you know, it was brought, brought to me. Um, and I feel pretty confident in going out and doing this by myself, which was a big thing for me. I didn't feel like I could open the traps. Um, I didn't know if I understood like, things with scent and lure and ways to attract them to that area. Uh, But it was broken down for me in a really simplistic way that I'm just really grateful for. So uh, a couple things with with what I've learned. And, And for some of you, this might be like, duh. But until you're doing it yourself, it's it is kind of simple, really. One, with trapping, it's like hunting. You just want to understand how the animal is, uh, what their habits are, where they travel, what they eat, what they're going to do, right? And put that trap where they're going to be. But you also can, the point is getting them to walk exactly where your trap is, right? You're, you're, you're putting them, them that way. So when it comes to lures, figuring out uh, what trail they're going to walk and using that lure to attract them. Uh, directly to that spot and get them to walk exactly where you want. So, you know, if you have a trap in the dirt, they could walk from any angle of it. But if you put something on the sides of it and getting them to walk a very clear path, it's things like that. Thinking through how do I get them to step exactly where I want them to. Um, Using things like feather feathers, different baits, um, whether to trap in the exact same spot or not that you trapped the day before. If you got anything, does the blood and the smell of death attract other animals or not attract other animals? Um, these are things that we talked about how to use the traps, when to use them. I was in Missouri, so a lot of the laws and different things are, are different in Missouri than they are in Iowa. Um, but we got to go through a lot of that. A lot of the gals were from 
um, Kansas and Oklahoma. Uh, and all of us, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Iowa have completely different laws and regulations. So really important that, you know, if I rattle off anything, um, it might not apply to you directly. So make sure you look into that. It's very different in every state. So um, we ended up getting a couple possums and a bobcat. So um, when I say we, we had instructors that were licensed um, in the state to do the work that they were doing. And we got to go along as we were kind of learning in the process. So, uh, it, I, I mean, Bobcat is probably one of like my top, um, animals to get in the state of Iowa. It's just trapping isn't something I grew up doing. Uh, I had very little understanding of it, but I've really always been kind of obsessed and curious about bobcats. So when we got one, um, also again, maybe I'm just a big baby. It, it did something to me. Like it made me emotional. Um, I wasn't crying, but it's just like this feeling in my body. I can't explain. Uh, it, it was a mixture of like really caring for this animal and like, oh my gosh, it's in this trap. Like don't want to suffer sort of feeling. But it also was very much like, I'm in awe of them. They're beautiful. They're so cool. Um, being obsessed with like understanding their habits, uh, just their fur, everything. It's just like this over, this very confusing emotion, but it just like in, it woke something up in me. Not that I need woke in any way. I think I'm pretty awake <laughs> when you guys hear me talk about being like obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with things. Um, this is definitely one of those things. You know, it's deer season here. Uh, late muzzleloader is probably my favorite gun season, and I haven't really even been thinking about it or putting time into it, um, to be honest, because one, I, you know, I prefer archery and it's been kind of a warm winter. So I'm thinking about just keeping my bow out, but also like I'm really intrigued and kind of obsessed with trapping and getting good at it. And the season is coming to an end pretty fast. And I would really like to do something, um, I would like to do some trapping for myself before the season's over. And it's so crazy to me that I, someone who grew up deer hunting mostly, like I want to put some deer in my freezer. I want to go deer hunting. I love deer hunting, but trapping has just like, I don't know. I can't even explain it. I just really want to be great at it. Um, and I'm probably pretty willing to put deer hunting to the side, uh, the rest of the season to do some trapping. So crazy stuff. I never thought I would say that or feel that way. It's bizarre. But we did end up, oh my gosh, this could totally offend people, but I don't know if you are worried about being offended, this probably is not your podcast because we talk about all sorts of perspectives and ideas here. I never thought in a million years I would eat <clears throat> a bobcat, okay? Never ever. But I did. And we, uh, as a group seasoned it really well. Um, and I had a portable Traeger grill with me by chance. Uh, it just was in my truck from the weekend before at uh, this event. And, um, I didn't take it out of the back of my truck and I just happened to have it. So it had like a smokiness to it and it was delicious. It was so good. Um, I think definitely it's all in how you cook it, which I want to get way more into that and that's to come for 2022 talking about wild game cooking how to prepare meat and uh, work with it that is definitely a subject you're going to be hearing about in the upcoming months but this bobcat turned out great and it was delicious and it didn't i sometimes when people talk about this like feline flavor i don't know what that is um it tastes like pork to me uh it was really good 
um, and gave me a totally eye-opening experience. We were educated on um, what's a hide versus a pelt, um, skinning and cleaning the animal, field dressing, um, how to butcher them appropriately, cooking them based on what type of meat they are. Uh, a lot of people like to cook everything like they would cook beef, and that's just not correct. So all of this was just very eye-opening. Again, like this group of people, uh, anytime you're going into a group event, you don't know anybody. I mean, I didn't know really anyone. Um, I had been talking to the wilderness girls um, online, but I did not know them at all. So I, I, I knew nobody. It was kind of like everyone's super nice, kind of feeling each other out the first day. Pretty much by the second day, it was like super comfortable, super goofy. You're hearing all about people's life stories. Like these are women I definitely am seeking out to hunt with and do things with in the future. And that's just like so special. Like that's what life is, you know, like sharing these memories with amazing people. Um, and this really did that for me in so many different ways. So thank you, Will Turnus. And thank you, Will Turnus, also because a couple weeks before that, I hosted my first women's archery retreat, which if you follow the podcast, you've heard about. And I'm so glad that I did that. That's something that I've wanted to do for years and years. Um, and it went beautiful. And my uh, event <clears throat> could not have happened without the Iowa DNR, um, with wilderness and things that they gave away to my, to my ladies. Um, Finn and Feather in Iowa City uh, gave away like wool socks to every girl that participated in my event. It was so cool. Onyx Maps, um, love Onyx Maps, and they gave a free membership to every girl that participated in my event. Um, it, incredible. If you're not sure what Onyx is, basically you can use it for, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a map tool it's a map app but you can use it whether you hunt or not if you're a forager hunter angler hiker atv or whatever if you're spending time outside if you uh get a little directionally or you're a little directionally challenged like me help you track back where you were you can take pictures make notes do pins color code it get as nerdy as you want know what landowners um, own what pieces of land where the public versus private ends and stops starts it's great and they gave those a free to all of my girls at the event. Um, and it was really cool going from hosting an event and kind of creating an environment where people are learning and connecting with each other. And then like a couple weeks later, going to an event where I was in, feeling that same way. And then flip side, you know, doing that from a distance, making these events for youth. So I'm just really, really in love <laughs> with the work I've been doing um, and I've been a part of and the things I've put myself into over this last month. And I've been just really focused on that um, and trying to create these experiences for others and for myself uh, around hunting and the outdoors and impacting as many people as I can, um, encouraging it, being a part of it, learning, getting better so my future events can be as good as they can be, both for youth and adults. As far as adult events go, oh my gosh. So once we get into January, be looking out on the Woods and Waters Project event page. Um, so it's just woodsandwatersproject.com. Go to the events tab and be on the lookout for what's to come. There is going to be multiple women's archery retreats coming. There are going to be, um, there's going to be a bow fishing event and a bow hunting event coming up. 
Um, also be on the lookout for multiple women's pheasant hunts. Uh, I do have plans for some co-ed events too. So that is going to be out there in 2022, early 2022. Uh, be looking for all of those details. And if you have questions or kind of want to block your spot now from anything I just said, give me a heads up and I'll let you know what to expect cost-wise uh, and logistics and all that good stuff. So let me know but there's a lot of good things happening for woods and waters project um just so so many things that i have in the works but my big focus is getting these events on the calendar and getting people out fishing and hunting and shooting a bow as soon as possible so be watching for that <clears throat> if you are in the iowa city area also be on the lookout for archery lessons i am going to be providing those in the iowa city area uh, if you are in iowa um, or within like an hour or two radius of me i will also be offering individual lessons um as you can tell from everything i'm saying my schedule is pretty uh there's a lot of flexibility but it's also very full at the same time so if you have any interest in that just get in touch with me reach out to me whether through woods and waters project um outdoor mentors however i'm pretty easy to find so just give me just give me a holler and i want to get you out there shooting so lots of exciting things i have so much to be grateful for i have so i have transitioned so much like in my world in my life so many crazy things have happened um and one of like the craziest but it seems so simple is one of my childhood dreams for me came true and it just it's so maybe silly but it's it's not um i love to write when i was a kid i used to get up in front of the tv with my hands on my hips and say that i was going to be um I was going to be known in the outdoor industry. I was going to be a woman that's known. I was going to be different than all the girls that I saw. Um, I was actually going to be hunting and talking about it. And I was going to be showing the boys a thing or two. And as I got older, I really enjoyed writing. Um, there's a lot of things in school I could have given two shits about. Um, but writing and English and, and all of that. Uh, even though I ramble and say like a lot on this podcast, it is one of my areas, like a, str a strength of mine. Um, <clears throat> I used to write poetry a lot when I was a kid. Um, and I just have always really liked writing. And sometimes I put it off for long periods of time, which is just silly because it, it's such a great um, medicine for me. And I've always wanted to write an article that would be published in like a hunting magazine. Um, and... I just really wasn't putting myself out there. And because of a guest on this podcast uh, who encouraged me, Edgar, um, and other folks in my life, I finally wrote an, an article about my first time snow goose hunting um, and sent it over to Project Upland Magazine. And they posted it um, right after Thanksgiving. So it's called Let It Snow, the story of a waterfowler's first snow goose hunt. Um, it's... You know, if you look up uh, snow on Project Upland's website or Steph Lane, you'll find it. But if you'll check that out, I'll also put it in the notes as well. But that was a dream come true for me. Um, it was a really emotional feeling, especially the the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I was just I I was just crazy excited and uh the feedback that i got from folks that read it um was what i was hoping to invoke in people um 
looking at a deeper, looking at hunting from just a deeper perspective. And I, I'm really grateful for Project Upland for posting it and um, the people who read it and gave me feedback. I, I want to keep writing and plan on keep writing still. Um, but for the holiday season, that is all I could have asked for is these events um, that I'm putting together or I've been a part of, these amazing people that have made it happen or made it happen for me. This article having um a safe a safe place to lay my head at night uh my friends and family and of course um my hounds and my bird dog um just filling my life up every second of every day with uh, chaos and craziness but we have a lot of fun we have a lot of fun and i'm so grateful for this life and the adventures ahead and what has been going on this last month i'm so grateful for you listeners and the people who have been a part of woods and waters project up to this point we are just at a tipping point there are some cool things coming um and i i appreciate you all hanging around and waiting on me to get this stuff out here but to look forward to 2022, we are going to have guests on here about trapping. We are going to deep dive into trapping. We are going to be going into farming and homesteading. We're going to be getting into conservation and Iowa's wild places. We are going to be getting uh, into hiking and of course, lots of hunting and fishing content as well. But these are just things that are coming up really soon in the months um, ahead for Woods and Water Waters Project. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this family and getting people out there. And until next time, get outside. Happy holidays. <laughs>